What's your meat stick of choice? I've already given what's you your, all of what's my your meat knowledge what's has your nothing meat to do with choice? these sticks. My meat stick of choice, like these are right mm-hmm. up there, but I, I guess I'd have to have a large amount. Where front were of these you. processed? Because I think the processor has a huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, they no. have recipes that they use, and I'm sure they keep those locked down. Yeah. These were processed in uh, Belgrade, Minnesota. Ooh, I think that's where Ryan gets his processing done. Honey barbecue pepper sticks. That sounds good. They're pretty dang good. I didn't notice the pepper. There ain't, there's not much pepper. Well, did, Randy, did you the... eat much barbecue when we were in San Antonio? Or any, like, Texican, authentic Texican food? I did food? not. The, the, only, the only meal I didn't have at the place was when we went out that night to Top Golf, and it was whatever we had there. You ate all your food at the convention center? Well, yeah, I never... He I was, ate I guess a lot we, of beer for dinner. We would have, too. Yeah, probably. we got. I got there Wednesday night. And I suppose you went to Six Flags and probably ate some carnival oh, food yeah, there. Oh yeah, so Six Flags. I had ribs and uh, and steaks. They made. Okay, so yeah. was it? What did it seem super peppery to you? Because I we only ate barbecue Texan barbecue the one day, and I was super pumped up. But all I could taste was pepper. I mean, granted, it could have just been this one restaurant, but I, I wasn't that. No, I impressed. wouldn't say it was over peppered. It was uh, the ribs were it was a dry rub, and mm-hmm. they were they, they were, were definitely good. up there. They were good. Uh, st- steaks are right there with it. Yep. I had a bison burger. It was oh. delicious. Next year we're yeah. going back. We're going down early so we can like take experience in. Experience yeah. San Antoine. Hog yeah. hunt. Hog hunt. That was the. Uh, we're gonna do some farm tours when we're down there too, though. We are. We're gonna go like a week early. And I already checked with Randy where his buddies are down there. His unnamed buddies. Yeah. Who will be a guest on this podcast coming up? Next episode. Uh, yeah. Well, he's not there. It's actually a buddy of his. Oh, okay. It's a friend so, of a friend. Yep. There you go. Well, we'll invite him to come down with us. Right. They yeah. use they use helicopters, right? They, they yes. To shoot yep. hogs. Yep. Don't you think that would like not make it? I no. don't know. Hunting would just be way Too like. Easy. Yeah, it's like hunting within a fence. <clears throat> like when you go to like a farm to hunt something. Like why? I don't know about you, but I mean, I suppose just riding in a helicopter in itself. Sitting in a helicopter, <laughs> yeah. unloading a clip at <laughs> a line of wild hogs. Yeah, sounds terrible. Do they like? Will they let us go with our shirts off and the rifle shell yeah. belts around just going us? Rambo style. Yeah. Yes, just prefer screaming horrible things out the door. American flag bandana. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. With Romstein just bumping as loud as possible, yes. mowing down hogs. That's how I like to hunt. That's real hunting. I don't. Wants to I walk don't think the mountains. so. Or sit, sit in a stand. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Give me a chopper and some Rammstein. <laughs> Who's our guest today? Tanner Roloff. Tanner Roloff. Mm-hmm. Tanner is a, a hog farmer from down the road here. Would you say 39 minutes away? Yep. Approximately about. 39 minutes, yeah. So we get some, actually, you know, some of our fertilizer on our field mm-hmm. comes from your pigs. The best so smelling we, fertilizer you could you the can find. The best fertilizer there is. Yeah, yeah. So we have that connection, that deep connection. Yes. Yeah. Deep bond through pig shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, good old pig shit connection right there. Explain your uh, your situation on the farm, like how how your farm works and how you're involved. Yeah, so uh, basically, I guess from the start, we have uh, 7,500 sows. Uh, we're a fair to finish operation, uh, so that means uh, we feed uh, the piglets out, and we finish about 120,000 every year that'll go to market. Uh, then we also grain farm. Uh, we farm about 3,000 acres um, between my dad, my cousin, my brother, and myself. And then we custom farm about another 500. Randy's taking an Instagram, but now he's able to tag off the husk. <laughs> yes. Right there. Hey, wow. 
So how many hogs total do you say you have? Uh, so at any given point, we typically have uh, right around the 60,000. Um, okay. And that's on uh, the feeder pig side. So that's between like 12 pounds and 285 pounds. We have 60,000 of those and then about 7,500 sows on top of that. So do you consider yourself a family farmer or a corporate farmer? Uh, family farm. Uh, family still owns the whole business, and we're in charge of all the operations of the farm. So, And, and the hogs are yours? The hogs are ours. We own, own all the hogs. Yep. We market them ourselves. So everything. if you don't consider 60,000 <laughs> pigs a corporate farm, what would you yourself consider a corporate farm? Uh, I'd say once you get out of the realm of making the major decisions, you know, between the marketing, the production, uh, all that firsthand, I'd say that's when you're getting to be more of a corporate farm. When you're hiring out, yeah. this guy's in charge of marketing, this guy's in charge of right. feed, and this we, guy's yeah, in charge of... Wrong. We have employees, but, I mean, we're still making, you know, the big decisions, whether it's genetics or it's, you know, what feed company or what trials, what medicine, you know, all the big, you know, big yep. decisions. So to reiterate, too, I mean, you this is this is truly a family deal where you work with your brother, yep. your father, uh, your uncle, right? Cousin, yeah. Cousin, mm-hmm. yeah, so this is, it is still the real family right. deal. yep. So when we had Erica on and they do turkey farming and so they're, I think they're kind of in a situation where, what do you, what do you call the people who you rent your barns from? Your, um, so you could call them like custom growers. Okay. So Erica is a custom grower for somebody who's probably similar to what you are in the pig world, right? Yes. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't have these 60,000 pigs in your backyard. Right. Some of them you do. Correct, yeah, yeah, literally some, you know, 100 yards away from the house, there's, yep. there's pigs right out there. I've so, smelled those. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. reason for having the pigs spread out is for biosecurity, correct? Right. You don't want them all in the same place. Yep. And yep. because it would take a large building to put 60,000 yeah. pigs in. So you guys True. employ other family farms <laughs> to take care of your pigs, uh, essentially? Somewhat. They're so not employed? Not they're... every single barn. So we're like in 20 different sites uh, that we operate through. And uh, basically all the ones that are within the Tri-County area, our employees are doing the day-to-day chores uh, in those barns. But we also have uh, some hogs uh, in southern Minnesota. And since we're so far away, we just can't get there to do the day-to-day stuff. Uh, We'll still go down there to mark them ourselves just to make sure the right hogs are going to market. And uh, yeah, so like I said, all the ones around here, we're actually doing the labor for. Or sell or a, so what percentage would you say of your pigs are raised by a custom grower? Uh, maybe 15%. Oh, so not that many, right. really. Wow. And I would assume you're doing it that way because as a, as a small hog farmer, you have one barn, maybe two barns. If you lose, if you lose a, a barn, that's half for all of your right. years exactly, work. Yeah. Where you guys, it's spread out so much. If you lost yep. a barn or... Or you had something go on in a barn, mm-hmm. well, you can recoup that through your other. What's the ideal hops. distance to have between barns for biosecurity purposes? Uh, so for sow sites, I mean, you'd really want like at least four miles, you know, four mile radius, just because a lot of these viruses uh, in the pig world are airborne. So, I mean, you get a wind out of the right direction come, coming from an infected barn that could very easily end up in your barn. Is biosecurity risk increased when people are spreading manure? Yes, absolutely. 
So do you shut the fans off on those days uh, in the no. barns? No, but typically uh, when people are hauling manure, it is during either the spring or the fall where it is cooler, you know, so there is less uh, ventilation going okay. through the barns. So do you ever, so I learned down south, if there's a freeze coming, they ha- they just hire a bunch of helicopters to fly up and down their fields and, and keep mixing the air so the warm air gets down and doesn't freeze their crop. So okay. do you ever do that with hogs for biosecurity? No, like we have a strong never done that. northwest wind. <laughs> no, just, just bring in a bunch of choppers <laughs> to keep them warm. Yeah, right. What? That's a re- that's for real. <laughs> we learned that down in Florida. Well, so, I don't. And then, I don't remember that. Oh, I maybe wasn't so, with that part. But I remember Jay uh, Jay Hill. Yeah. We I don't know if it was an Instagram post or whatever, but they make smoke screens. They make smoke. Yeah. They start fires to which I seems was... cheaper than helicopters. <laughs> yeah. So I talked to another grower uh, Southern Texas, and he said it. It's been about nine years since they did. But they were, they're just five miles north of the Mexican border. But they flew, they brought in helicopters one year to save a bunch of uh, uh, citrus and I think they had some sweet corn and That is and nuts. So they, they fly over the fields. They just fly back right? and to, forth the pattern back and forth. To create an the artificial field. wind, I suppose, basically. Well, because you're to push. Is it warmer it's air like down? It's like a ceiling fan, right? yeah. Because yeah. frost will set in the low areas. Right. So, yeah, right. so they. It just mixes all that Push up that and, out. and yep, keeps it from freezing. So when we got in, or when I got in the sugarcane harvester down in Florida, that was one of the things because I was telling the guy running it like I just can't believe how much it's the same as a combine. It was the same as our combine inside. All the controls. I mean, I could have driven that thing. And then so then he started asking me a bunch of questions about corn, and he was asking why we have why we have helicopters fly over the field so much, and I'm confused. Like <laughs> I, what? We, we don't. We don't run too many helicopters on our farm <laughs> unless we're hunting hogs yeah then i then then we'll which, run a which we also yeah. don't have here either yeah we, we don't have hogs here unless they're in tanner's buildings right. yeah. <laughs> please don't and he'd be very <laughs> upset oh, very no. upset if a helicopter would bumping be pissed yeah, off. Exactly. <laughs> no we don't uh, fly any choppers around to control the air or air temp or anything like that but it is very common, especially in hog-dense areas like southern Minnesota and northwest Iowa, that uh, the cell farms will actually be filtered. So any outside air will actually go through a filter. Oh, like a HEPA or yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I know 3M, I don't know if they still do. They yeah. made the filters, yeah. so everything goes through that. So you guys built a few years ago a pretty state-of-the-art barn, right? Yeah, that's actually the barn that's the barn manage every day. Yep. Can you – I know nothing about hogs or hog barns yeah. or – so uh, the equipment in that barn, it's called a, a NEDAP system. So NEDAP? Um, uh, NEDAP is just the equipment. It's actually from the Netherlands. Is do where you, it do came you need from. an app to? You do not. Well, actually, I do have an app, too. Oh, so so I can need... pull it up. I can look at every sow, how much you ate today. I'm guessing you can change the temperature. Yeah, I can do that. Or the curtains or yep. the fans or whatever. Yep, right. Can you sweep the floors through your app? Cannot do that, no. No Apple Eye Sweep? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dang it. No. But uh, basically, each sow... Um, at that farm. So, yeah, it's just west of Morris there, north of the airport. Um, like I said, that's one of the south sites, so that's high biosecurity. So that's one I go to every day. I typically don't go to the nurseries or finishers, just has a biosecurity um, protocol. But, uh, yeah, that barn we built uh, 2015, and uh, each sow in that barn, there's about 4,700 sows at that site. They each have a responder attached uh, in their ear, just a little, about the size of a quarter. Uh, it's like a Fitbit. Yeah, a little Fitbit in their ear. It's and, the, uh, the eye hog. Eye <laughs> hog, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so basically uh, we attach her um, number. So they all have sow tags, just an identification. Uh, so we know, you know, kind of her past history, you know, what she's done. Um, and then 
We also attach her breed date to that so we know when she's going to farrow. Um, and we can set up separations in that NEDAP barn. So each pen has 300 to 315 sows per pen. And it's an open pen, uh, loose sow housing is what the industry calls it now. So there's uh, nine pens in there, each hole over 300. And there's only six feeders for those 300 sows. But they can come and go, come and eat whenever they want. So it's kind of like a free range. Right. Yeah. In a a building. Yep, in a building. Under a roof. Slide yeah. floor, yeah, and then and that one, all the air is filtered, filtered. That in. no, we actually did not do filters, <coughs> um, just basically because of cost. And we are, I mean, Stevens County is is dense hogs, but it's not southern Minnesota, northwest Iowa dense. It's not things. in relation to what would be considered dense hogs. It's right. really not. We're kind of borderline right there. Yeah. Sure. So, is there anything that says you can't put your neighbor can't build a barn? two miles from your uh, hog site? I actually don't know the exact uh, law on that, but I know it has to be, like, county approved, you know, the permit. Oh, and sure. So, if you so then through that, they, they, would probably, they could regulate right. it through that. Probably. Exactly, especially, like, a south site. You know, hog producers just have enough, you know, kind of common sense. And they're not going to want it just... next to you either. Yeah, right, right. exactly, because that stuff goes back, you know, weird goes both ways. weird things. Right, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And down in northwestern Iowa and southern Minnesota, I'm sure that stuff does happen but they're just so hog dense that i mean they're right. building they the same up. section and you know it's just kind of yep the norm down there what but. makes one area more hog dense than another like <laughs> the crop or like i don't know it is crazy because even stevens county versus a couple of the counties around us you know you go north and there's hardly anything in grant county really especially for hogs and then, i don't know or like, even even here yeah Polk right county, Polk Douglas, county Doug- just, yeah, there's not, not a lot of hogs. big stone county has one dairy farm and it is Half a mile into the county, but right. that's that's pretty standard, I think, isn't it? Now, now, one though, I don't know. I mean, to go from a county that had a lot down to one, probably not really. I don't know. It's definitely that there's less, but yeah, there's a, there's. But to have one, I think, is pretty odd, pretty rare, mm-hmm. especially being that close to the Stevens County line. Right, right, right. Yeah, you go into Stevens County, and all of a sudden, I mean, you got huge beef feed lots, dairy, hogs. Right. I mean, you got the whole. Yep. Changes quick. Yeah. So on that same note, you go to southern Minnesota, northern Iowa, where the hogs are dense. Yep. There's really no regulations that say your neighbor can't build. As in that, I don't know. I'm sure it's a county or township thing, especially now that they're getting so dense. You know, they might put a... I know, like, North Carolina has a moratorium, so they can't build more, like, new sites. Like, they can maybe add on to what's already there, but they can't add... Uh, and is that is that because like they're afraid like they're trying to protect their water? Or yeah, I'm sure it's a water. Like well, that. right. Yeah, people that aren't on farms the don't want to smell don't want to smell yeah. farms anymore. Right. So yeah, right. it's yeah. There's it's been driven, lawsuits driven by over the public. Um, sow units down in North Carolina that their neighbors have actually sued them and won because even though the sow unit was there first, but then the neighbors move in two miles away and they say, "Hey, that smells. I'm going to sue you." They do, and they've won those cases. So they can't, they can't build a new site at all unless they have an existing site. I believe site. that's the case, right? Yep. Wow. They can add no new permits. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Big Stone's the same way. Yep. Big Stone County, right out here. Big Stone County. So as far as even on the dairy side, they're that way on the dairy side. No new permits. You can get you can get a variance, so you can go and apply, and they can say yes. But but yeah, it's right. it's in there. Do you know what the reasoning is? Well, you know, I, I think Greg kind of said something like that, too, about, because in Alexandria, they're trying to protect their, like... Uh, air. 
air, water, children. They're tourists, you know. They don't want their beautiful city smelling like shit. Yep. So what happens, let's say everybody does that. No new permits anywhere. No new sites unless you have an existing site. And then 40 years from now, when we have, what, 30% more people... What, what, I mean, what do you... Well, it's really just preventing new farmers, right? It's not preventing... Because if you have... I mean, I suppose it depends on each location. No, but, but he's saying no new permits. So even if you're somebody new, you know, so I can't go down to North Carolina and build a hog site. And the yeah. guy that's got five hog sites can't add a sixth one. Yeah. I suppose he could add on. Right. Yeah. He can add I animal guess, units to I his I think site, the same to the... With animal units... There's there's something with the animal units too, and I believe Greg. I know Greg. Talked he talked about, about that. Yeah, a yeah. thousand pounds, I think, was right. one animal unit. Yeah. So if you raise if you raise a smaller cow, you could have a few more cows then. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, don't, are, I don't know enough about it to talk on it though. Hogs yeah. are 0.3 of an animal unit, so you can have 3,300 finishing hogs under that thousand animal unit. So they don't go by poundage or anything. It's just point three. Point three, yeah, because it's by thousand pounds, and they say finishing hogs three hundred pounds. I guess so. It's point three. So, okay. So, so they still a cow, do go by. A cow makes more manure or it puts off more mm. gas than a pig does, I suppose. So it's less units. Same with chickens and turkeys, I would right. assume. So when you're talking weight, there, I just thought of. So, do you push your hogs out to the market? Yeah, absolutely. Will you, will you push yeah. them out early too? Not necessarily wait for that full weight. Yeah, so uh, the hog market is, uh, I don't know, kind of unique. It seems like a roller coaster. Yeah, it's a huge roller coaster. Basically, every winter, you know, really kind of starting after Labor Day even, it starts to tail off. You you can it, track it through the year, though? Like, typically, this time of year, it's this, this time yeah, of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially, like, during the holidays. During the holidays, they get backed up, uh, you know, as they take their, you know, um, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and the New Year's, you know, the, those days they're just not slaughtering, so the hogs get backed up. Because you got your, your, your holiday hams. Right. I know a little bit about a holiday ham. <laughs> we, we what ate, did you call me? <laughs> now you, we ate John Bork's holiday ham at work, and he got <laughs> yeah. really mad. What? So did he, did he get back to you yet because you won that thing? You won, what did you win? You Some ate, so I won, you ate yeah. his holiday ham? Like what, he had it stored in the fridge there, or his what? His insurance guy. Uh, was was in right by our place, so him and Terry are buddies. So he he stopped by and uh, said, "Hey, I got John's holiday ham here. I'll throw it." in Oh, uh, you assholes! He knew about it for three weeks, and he never oh. came. He and was got there. It. Oh, I'd have eaten the crap out of that. In a three weeks time, John was probably there ten times on average, and he never took his ham. So we kept telling him, "We're gonna eat your ham. We're gonna eat your ham." And then yeah. so we we texted him one. So did the magical fridge make ham sandwiches, or what happened? Yeah, it, it was in the crock pot when I got there. The magical fridge There's also, also put the a magical crock, magical crock pot. fridge is good, yeah. So we sent him a picture, or uh, Andrew Mouse does, of, of a ham in a crock pot. And he's right away texting him like, you son of a bitches, that better not be my holiday ham. And he, he was not happy. Didn't, so didn't, then, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So then I won, uh, uh, through ADS, I won uh, Omaha Steaks, uh, dinner for two. Uh, you know, I actually don't even exactly know what's in there yet. Because we were on vacation stuff. So I yeah. text him. I said, hey, I'm gone. I got a few packages coming in this week. One of them needs to go in the freezer. So right away, John's on there. He's all over in the group text. Like, well, if it sticks or something, it's going to be gone. Can't leave anything there. We'll cook it. And you didn't check today to see if they were still there or not? I forgot all about it, actually. Oh, God, I hope he ate them. Yeah. But he'd have told you. They would have sent me a message. Yeah, they DJ said he was know. cooking them that Monday, but I haven't seen any messages. So uh, I bet they blew it. Upstairs. They got busy and they blew yep, it. Yep, they forgot. Yep. Great. So, now Randy's so going to get his I, steaks. Yeah, yeah, Randy, you had a question. 
Well, the question was, you push them out early, like oh. a little bit lighter, a little heavier. Yeah. Say so, kind of going into holidays, like I said, they always get backed up. So knowing that, you know, you try to get as current as possible. You know, try to get your weights down going into the holidays because you know they're not going to kill that Thursday of Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. So you don't so want to skip those days and then get your bi- hogs too big and then they dock you. You know, if they get too big, do you, you get, get docked for too big? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it because they get tough or fatty well, or. I think, you know, they have their packaging, you know, all set up, and if, you know, hog gets to 320 pounds, you know, that loin doesn't fit in that package anymore. They can't so just, they can just hack off you. a little more. And, yeah, and, uh, I'm sure that's what they do. They but, do, I mean, and then they yeah, sell they it as deli ham. Do right. you get yeah. paid more during the holiday season? No. no. Do you I get guess, paid less? Yes, that's less. Just a mar- oh, you, oh get, I suppose. Because well, there's more, right? Right. Well, because they're killing less, and there's always, that time of year, there's always a lot of hogs coming to the market. Is it because there's a... Uh, because it's like a month behind then, so the holiday right. Like, they're buying the in front. Over. Right, they're buying okay. buying in front. Okay, of, uh, so that yep. makes sense. Yep. Yep. So the, the push the is over. The pork producers should start to push uh, like holiday tofu, <laughs> and then like you could make it a thing, and then your pork would be worth more. <laughs> <laughs> tofu ads sponsored by the pork, pork producers? producers, but then they wouldn't they wouldn't get their boost in September. Or so when do you get your holiday boost? Well, so the boost is before it, but the it's always the. Killing capacity, slaughter capacity is always the bottleneck, or not always, but it's the bottleneck in the industry right now. So that's all, just they can't take it anymore. Right, yeah. they just can't do it anymore. And so what happens is you're just like thankful that they're taking your hogs. <laughs> and so basically the, the bid, the bid is so low, you know. And they know that. Oh yeah, who they know you, that. They're who like, do you well, sell your if you hogs don't. to Hormel. Yeah, so we uh, we sell to the four uh, main ones in the area: Hormel, uh, Smithfield, Tyson, and JBS. I've never heard of JBS. They buy hogs. Used to be called Swift. Hormel is probably the only one that I would have recognized if you had said I know Smithfield. Tyson? Tyson. Oh, yeah, Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Smithfield? Smithfield. They make- Used to be John Morrell, now it's Smithfield. No, Smithfield. Smithmill <laughs> makes, um, they make good, like, breakfast, uh, like, if, if you buy, like, a breakfast sausage, they're, like, it's a yellow box, I think. So They actually, be- Smithfield owns the most hogs in the U.S. In the they're U.S. The biggest. Okay. And so they're I'm curious, a corporate farmer. They and they're actually owned by China. I'll bring, that's what I was just gonna say. So China okay. bought them what six, seven, eight yeah, years ago. Yep. So let's go. And if you're talking on like why China wants to own them, um, uh, you know who Dr. David Cole is. Yep. Uh, he used to come to Morris once a year, but uh, he always mentioned you know why China would have bought Smithfield, and people thought it was an inv- an investment for them as far as where to put the money because Smithfield's a good company return on investment, all that. But really what he always mentioned that it was, was really buying like the safety and health guidelines right? so that China could figure out how to grow pigs, right? Safely, oh, they're like efficiently, the health standards, the biosecurity. from those employees, essentially. They're buying the business to, to get those guidelines as far as how to grow the hogs because the, yeah. the, you know, Chinese people... Now that they're doing good and they got some money and things are going well for them. Well, they were, and now they've got the corona, so... Well, well yeah, but... But they eat pork now instead of steak. They want pork. Oh, yeah, pork is the, the main deal that's over their, there. That's their big that's delicacy their meat yep. over there, yeah. Yeah. So when you mentioned the corona, the... How many people have died from the coronavirus? Oh, we just looked it up today, actually. Well, in Washington, Washington State has had 18 diagnosed, six deaths to date. Six so deaths. it is Washington that high State. of a... Well, let's and not I, date this too much, because this might... This is going to be two and a half right. weeks yeah, before so it comes out. Today but. is... So as of, as of last March weekend, 2nd. 
and I don't even remember who was saying it, so I can't merit to anything, and I didn't know anything enough about it. But they were talking the percentage that the coronavirus has killed versus who has it is actually less than like the common the flu. That's is that not correct? correct. No, not correct. No, nope. I maybe heard we, that. We we different. just looked because Onyx came home from school today. Like, like six two. people died, and yeah. I'm like, oh, stop it! And then so we looked it up on the internet, and it's it is it's like two percent die from the coronavirus, whereas the flu is zero point zero point one. Oh yeah, two yeah. percent. So it that's is actually it pretty is, high. But China's the, reported three and a half, three and a half percent, percent. and that's China. So who knows? Like, it yeah. could what be forty percent. So what has are. has this changed markets? In the hogs for you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Coronavirus hogs have been getting smoked since the coronavirus Wasn't came out. Wasn't that what they claimed for the... For because the, they think China's going to die and quit eating pork, or what would... Well, Isn't that why the markets crashed last week, too, or were down? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah they it's did just, it's the just stock headlines, market. right? Yeah. yeah, it's just... It's a lot of fear in the market headlines, and uncertainty yeah. in the market right now, and uh, yeah, a big part of it was uh, in China, you know, they had the... Um, what do you call it when you keep people in? Basically, they could quarantine, quarantining quarantine, people, yeah. and so everything was getting backed up. You know, going to the ports. There's a lot of containers sitting at those ports that weren't getting moved. If you moved. look at talking uh, about climate change, they've put out a couple maps now about uh, what pollution since this has happened in China. The pollution that they were putting out before the outbreak versus now, it's like dimin- diminished to. I don't. I don't want to. But I want to say like twenty. They're putting out twenty percent of the emissions that they were previous like it is shut their city down like yeah, people just shutting down going that much. like anywhere, the factories right. aren't opening like nothing it's Everyone's like terrified. done america yeah. might have to start like making furniture again i don't know what this is another reason why i yeah this is another reason why i live in a rural area and i hate airports so you don't get the coronavirus so i don't get coronavirus <laughs> my grandpa always told me you know sonny if you live in a rural area your odds of contracting coronavirus are less mm. yeah wise man very wise. Seen man. that way before so, his day. Yeah. Uh, way back was it? Uh, I want to say measles, but I don't know if that's quite right. Smallpox. Smallpox. So, so the the wealthy all got into boats and spent their time on the lakes to and get that, away from the smallpox. And that's what that was for. You didn't go to movie theaters. You didn't go. You got on your boat and hit the Mississippi or whatever body of water. To Is this the, the part people. of the podcast where you bring it back to me buying my wife a nicer boat? Yeah. Oh, he good. did. He did. Uh, Randy, he <laughs> did. Yeah, it he was did smooth. send me a message last night. I think it was with a boat to buy. Yeah. And uh, this morning, I I said I think we have to wait because we have to see what the damages on the pool first because the kids use the pool more than. I the think boat. the pool is fine, Becky. Well, <laughs> it's, it is clearly not fine. What if we could? I'm on this one... boat wave. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Randy you are. wants to get Becky a boat. Oh, you could start to give me some of your Instagram revenue. And then oh, yeah. we could Big we could buy maker. we could buy yeah. into the share we could have a shared boat. There you go. Well, I'll how buy, I'll buy a seat. Maybe the steering. How wheel. much? I'll buy the steering wheel. Yeah. What percentage of the boat does forty bucks get you? Well, forty bucks is forty bucks. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Who was that? That was somebody. Oh God. Oh, That's for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you got roughly sixty thousand hogs at any given time. How many of them do you have names for? Ah. I haven't really named any pigs since I was probably about four. Back then, I would name them. Do your but no, oh, you're, I you only have names. one kid. I was gonna say, do your kids name the no, pigs? No, yeah, she's too little yet to name them, but she does adore the pigs. She, uh, she God, came with name, me. I would name at least chores. half those hogs every day. <laughs> this one's asshole. Okay, Rotten. wait, wait, wait. I just thought of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a little bit ago, when we were talking about uh, sweeping the barns or cleaning the barns or something about it, yep. 
and, and I want to know. Have to sweep the. Yes. So, is there a a robot shit cleaner somewhere? There's got to be, and if there isn't, there's somebody needs to invent one, right? I'm sure, there is somewhere, but all of our hog barns have slatted floors, so, so. they just shit just. But don't you right. somehow need to like push it down into the slat? Yeah, sometimes like when they're in the fairing crates and stuff. Yeah, but like in the gestation barn that Randy was talking about earlier, it's all slatted. So and like you said, they walk around. And yeah, they, you know it not, works. Not, okay, have you so, been? Have you ever been in a, they, a newer hog barn? No, not like, a newer there, hog barn. There is just, no manure that builds up right. in there. They they learned so how, how to make them work feet, for themselves. So do they step over the cracks? Like how does the sheet fall? Shit fall through the cracks, but not. Yeah, the they don't want to break their mom's sheet. back. Sheet. <laughs> like, That's so whoop, funny. Whoop, whoop. That's like Isla's joy in life. Now, when we were in the airport last week going to Florida, like we could not walk faster than a snail's pace because Isla had to step over every single freaking crap. They had crack. all the design. <laughs> all, the, crap all the hog the shit yeah. <laughs> in the airport. So the, hog hog manure is is. Loose, is it loose? Right, it's pretty. Yeah. So it's not like pretty a, soft. Yeah, not like something you're gonna. You they don't eat a lot of fiber. There's not a lot of patties. Nope. There's no pies. Pies. That's what. Not it is. a lot of hot dogs. Fiber make it loose. Oh, that's a deba- no. it depends how much water you have with it. So if you eat a ton uh, of fiber and not enough water, you'll get constipated. But if you have the perfect <laughs> equation of fiber and water, you'll have the perfect stool. So, so uh, have you ever been to the doctor's office and seen the diagram of like all the different options of poop that you could have? <laughs> nope. And where what your doctor your do you poop? go to? Well, I have Crohn's disease, so you know they so they hand you a card and they're like, "Can you show me like where on the scale of shit does your poop look like?" You know. Is there any just a solid log standing up? There is. There's, there's, it starts with like little deer turds, you know, like the little nuggets, and then it goes all the way down to. So, so our a buddy uh, Todd, who we call the Todd, the Todd, oh, the, the Todd. Todd. So his neighbor, um, another buddy, Kyle, works for a packing. The Kyle. The Kyle works for a packaging company, building robots to package foods, different things. Oh, yep. manufacturing so was, joint. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so he was running on a on a machine packaging fiber one bars. So then okay. they they cycle these things through the machines, you know, 300 times, and then they get to take some of them home. You get the defects, yeah. So he brings his box home and, and throws a couple of boxes to Todd and Amy, his neighbor. So the next day, Todd's back at his lunchbox, and he grabbed like six of those. And he's at work, and he They're eats delicious. them. They're like, delicious. Oh, these things are awesome. By the time he had like six, eight of them by the end of the day, he spent the whole afternoon in the porta potty and he gets home like, what in the hell's the matter with these bars? They went right through them? By the time he hit six or eight of them, yeah. Are we sure that that wasn't the Taco Bell and beer? Nope. Well, there's also Taco John's, there's, there's, but in, no. there's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber, fiber, and I don't know what the difference are, but I'll they also to, they also affect your digestion differently. I like how it started sounding scientific, like you knew what was happening. Well, these there's people soluble have and there's on their insoluble, own cell and from that point on, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up on your own Google. So, what's the reasoning for? The pits under the barns, solely just to let the hogs poop in their own? Yeah, and it's for uh, manure storage, because actually in Minnesota, you can no longer put in a new lagoon. So anything that's there is grandfathered in, but you can't build a new hog barn and put in a lagoon. So you need and enough storage. So There's the people that might not know what a lagoon is. A uh, lagoon that's is a... swimming pool. It's an outdoor right. Outdoor, pond. right, manure. So, okay. so it has to have a roof over it. It's got to have a roof over it, and uh, yeah, obviously concrete walls and all that stuff. Um, okay, a lagoon would be a hole that you dig in the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, like so for, for holding the manure. So moving forward, you have to have it above ground. It has to have a cement bottom, sides, and no, a roof. So it can be below ground. So like all of our pits are below ground level. 
but they're just dug in, you know, like eight feet or ten feet, depending on the barn. So the barn itself has a false floor. Right. Right. There's a basement. And the pit is underneath of it. Yeah. So there's a basement that you okay, can, but, you but just shouldn't said go from swimming now on, in. You can't build what? You can't build. You a- can't build a lagoon, which is an outdoor facility. Separate. Yeah. Oh, so um, you have to be able to store it right there underneath the barn. Right. Yep. If, yep. if and then from there it has to go directly to the field. Yeah, so then we pump out the pits, which are underneath the hogs, and pump it out into the fields. What's the purpose of that? Why? Because they don't want it evaporating, or like why? I think on a runoff or you know seepage into the ground that it's you know once in a while they have problems with them. Yeah, because you have a it's a cement bottom pit. Right. Yep. Everything's concrete. Okay. Yep. So I I knew that, but what I I don't know the answer to this question now. So you can't build. An outdoor lagoon. That's in the state you said of Minnesota. Yeah, but can you build? Let's say you wanted um, storage. What, you wanted storage aside from the pit in the barn. Can you build an outdoor pit? Well, that would be a lagoon. But can you build a building over it? Suppose you could. I haven't seen it myself, but yeah, I, I think if it's enclosed and so concrete, cattle, you must I'd, be able to still build a lagoon. Yeah, cattle, dairy, they can still do lagoons, but. But the hogs, hogs just, why? I suppose because you have the option to store enough under. under. Yeah, and also uh, hogs, you can't um, haul manure in the winter on frozen ground. But dairy, or well, I, for sure, I don't know about dairy, I know, but uh, cattle guys can. I know they're working at it more with the with the dairies not, but I imagine that's because hog manure is higher in. Uh, Much oh. higher in N. Is it higher in N? I thought it was higher in like P and K. Yeah, uh, all of all the above. all of the above. Sure. Yeah. But I think I imagine that's what they're after is the yeah. runoff, the runoff of uh, yeah, yeah, and the I, rate of that hogs the snow melts, it's going here. I have going a question about right. why. Okay, so in the winter recently, why are you guys allowed to spread manure in the winter when the ground's frozen? So it's just sitting on the top of the soil, and then that in my brain, that's the shit that runs off, right? I, I know the reason. But the farmer, I suppose, they've got to do something with the shit. They either right? have to do something with it, and they have time for it. So that's why you see it. But so that's, that's, becoming... that's poor practice, correct? Like, if you can avoid spreading shit when the ground's frozen, you probably should, right? Right. I think with the, say, yeah. the feedlots, you know, there's a lot of straw or corn stalks or whatever, you know, in that manure so it's you know it's not it's as absolute oh, right yeah exactly it's not running like yep like your manure, a lot of hog manure is you it's know. it's 90 percent straw yeah right because right. you keep bedding and rebedding rebedding but, but it like does, a liquid but it, a liquid manure but it does run manure. off right when the thaw ground when the ground thaws like if it's sitting on top of the soil and hasn't been worked in it's would, going to run it's at off a higher more. risk yeah 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 but i would say as a manure pack where you have its corn stalk straw that's going to hold it pretty dang good compared to a liquid where you're, it's just sure. strictly liquid. Yeah. yeah. And at, I mean, at some point, the shit's got to go I'm not somewhere. saying let's dump shit in the river, but really let's be realistic here. Food has to get raised. Yep. And, and like realistically, we got to get rid of the manure, right? right? Right. And as a, you know, both a hog and a grain farmer, I mean, we want to utilize that fertilizer. Yeah, you want We're not doing nutrients. it just to get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. We want to utilize those. <laughs> we yeah. don't want them to go run away into the river or into right. you know, somewhere they're not going to get used. So Yeah. Somebody else's shit is someone else's nutrients. Exactly. You want that. Yep. It's part of the value yeah, absolutely. of oh, owning yeah. the hogs. No doubt. I have an aunt who is a huge Minnesota water quality advocate. She messaged me one day on, on Facebook and said, why don't the farmers use shit for their fertilizer like they used to. 
We do as they much do. as we can. Love, That's where it all goes. Right, but there's, but you know, the uh, the the consumer just still like, why are why is there any spraying being done? And it's like, well, I assume the farmers who have the shit are holding on to that. Like, but at the same time, you have the guys driving down the road that are saying, why are the farmers spreading their shit? It smells. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's just funny, like. They still are spreading shit. Like, where does she think it goes? Like, so, yeah, right. what did she think? I, mean, I don't know. I I should fi- I should follow up with a little yeah bit. yeah right. just back up. Well, honestly, like I they I think they might actually like like where where when she asked that question, Usually the goal. I should follow her, like follow up like well they are still using it like not one farmer is not using that shit on a field somewhere right like it what has would, to go somewhere where, it's it's heavily regulated. Oh, yeah. yeah, heavily regulated. There has yeah. to be the acres to cover those animals, correct? Yep, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and it's regulated with the amount you put on according to the nutrients that it is tested for. To the point, I mean, the guys putting on the manure have flow meters. They yeah. know exactly, they know the analysis of that manure. They know exactly how many gallons is going on per acre. Yep. That's yeah. all That's all. Which regulated. is a lot better than just throwing it in the spreader and driving up and down at four miles an yeah. hour. Yeah. Well, and, and 20, 30, 40 years ago, you did the hilltop next to your barn. Because it was the closest, right? You know, so that and always it never raised a good crop. So you wanted to make sure you got that right. You know, built and then up you had it nutrients. so damn rich, it wouldn't yeah. raise a good crop. Yeah, it was too hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But everything that we haul, uh, like you said, we have flow meters, and we also uh, inject. You know, so everything is getting covered up. You know, because we directly also directly in the ground. Yeah, directly in the ground. It's basically got two discs that are you know angled in. To, or the sweeps uh, work the ground. Yeah, sweeps are also yep. Same as like so. when we deep band our synthetic fertilizer. Yeah. We're putting it underneath the ground where it's going to bind with the soil right away. Right, it's not susceptible it. to any kind of erosion. So, yeah. being a larger farmer, you have the opportunity and the means and the finances to inject your shit into the ground. But like smaller scale farmers, I wouldn't say that. The smaller guys, I they mean, they're doing it too. it too. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're either hiring someone to pump their pits. But uh, it's not because a spreader that does not inject it. Well, so that when you're when you're talking a spreader, you're going back to more of a manure pack where it's it's. Ninety percent straw, corn stalks, manures okay. mixed in there. That's what. That's it's not. Seen it's not twenty four hundred hogs in a barn. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. It's not liquid manure. Gotcha. Yeah. And you know when you're talking small farmers, I mean sixty thousand hogs is generally a small farm now, right? Right. Because yeah, you own the those hog hogs. Industry, right. Yeah. It's still. There's not a lot of people out there that own hogs and only have sixty thousand at a time. Right. We're kind of in that. Almost awkward in between, where you know, for real, not with you're the big dogs, yeah. but yeah. we're not. You're we're bu- not oh, yeah. Damn it. Oh. Damn it, Tanner. <laughs> Did he hit the floor? You're the, the beer. second the, person. You're number two. Hey, the well, we should, got it. We should make a like a sign. We could put Erica's little name tally and number. Tanner, yeah. like Tanner and Erica. Second <laughs> beer spilled on this podcast. Yeah. Huh? Sixty thousand is a small hog farm. It's a small hog farm, yeah. Not. I mean, smaller, right? Yeah, but that's still. I mean, I guess. But that's like. We have got 2,600 acres, and some people look at that online and think we're massive farmers. Oh, this is my next. How right. many that's acres not, that's of not a uh, big tillable farm, land do you guys right? farm? Uh, 3,000, and then we do custom work on about another 500. So you're farming 3,500 acres? Yeah. So they got 60,000 pigs and, and 1,000 more acres than us. Do you have to sell any shit, or do you, that is that, does that all go on your 3,500? No, there are uh, actually that. South site that I uh, work at, um, we don't own any land within like three miles. So it's cheaper just to get rid of it. Right. So we'll just, you know, sell it to the guy that owns the section around us basically. And yeah, I mean, we, when we can and when it's feasible. Oh yeah. He's happy to get it. And we're happy to not, you know, haul it three miles up the road and 
keeps the neighbors happy too that we're not because that, <laughs> that's a huge thing i mean most yeah. people that, if you're not involved in farming you don't understand how much work it takes to move a million gallons of manure yeah which doesn't take that long to get no i say that one south site alone produces just under five million every year five million every year mm-hmm. i mean imagine for for people who don't farm and don't understand what we're talking about here you got to move that three miles right that's a lot of labor right okay. that takes a lot of Either tanks or a big hose running yep. for a long time. So talking fertilizer, uh, is it cheaper? Okay, so I guess there'd be two situations. For a guy like Zach, is it cheaper for you to use manure or to buy your fertilizer from the co-op? And is it the same situation for a guy like you when it's your own crap? Not literally, your hogs <laughs> the crap. the hogs. Yeah. <laughs> although, <Unintended>. although <laughs> Scott Anderson uses whom? He's got human. 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 <laughs> human poop. Sludge. Sludge. Burned up sludge, right? Can you imagine? We might, this is going to get out there. People don't know this because I certainly didn't know this. That they take the shit from the cities. Well, where do you think the shit goes? Re- this, is a, this is a mind-blown moment for a few people listening right yeah, now. They, your poop does not disappear when it goes cities, down the shitter. Your cities well, are selling cities. your shit. Literally, they are selling your shit to farmers. Cities uh, are. I don't know if they're making that much profit. I don't think they are. They're actually, they're actually hiring it. They're actually paying you to do it. It's a really sweet deal for it's really, the person you're talking such, about. They yeah. have such odd guidelines for who can take it. Yeah, like Douglas County only had one or two sites, and Scott Anderson happened to be one of them that was lucky enough for it. What you couldn't what, have what grades? Are... Couldn't have grades of soil over such and such. Oh, because they don't want the human shit getting back off. to the humans. <clears throat> and then there's something too where you, I don't. It couldn't have animal manure on it for whatever reason for fifty years or a hundred years, something what? crazy. So the two places Scott puts it on their farm are the only two places they have that it can go because so, it's so highly regulated. Yep. That is nuts. Okay, so my, uh, I still. Where where just, were we? I asked if it's che- if if shit oh, yeah, is yeah. cheaper than buying fertilizer from the co-op or FBN. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah, it. In my experience so far, no. But you're getting more out of it. If what you I, bought, if you were able to buy everything you're getting from the shit, then probably you could probably answer. If that done better. right, because we've seen. But you can't uh, put extra on and get more out of it, right? Like uh, it, you, it, get, the you soil, get more micronutrients out of it is the big micronutrients, thing. Micronutrients, yeah. okay. Instead of the, you know, because you can fertilize for the macros, the micronutrients, I don't. They're not regulated at all, are they? Because no. you're never going to get too many. Micros. Right, exactly. One, they weren't worried about the N and the P. Yeah. One thing I think that can really hurt you is how it has to go on. Compaction so, is a so massive. You've had deal. to do it last couple of years in the spring, right? Um, or two yeah. years ago, spring, and yeah. then you saw some negative effects just from the compaction. Actually, the spring times, oddly enough, is when it's gone really well. For oh, us. really? Yeah, we've had problems with it being put on in the fall, wet falls. Okay, but they got to get rid of the manure, right? You know, and like we're happy to take the fertilizer, so both of us wait as long as we possibly can. But at some point, you just got to get out there and get it on. So you you feel in the fall like you lost some of the fertilizer or compaction issues you couldn't fix. Uh, maybe a little of both, but the compaction issue, I think, was bigger. Okay. Yeah, these last yeah. couple of falls have just been a nightmare for yeah. <laughs> home and, and air. It's just been so wet. Compaction, yeah. then, is always going to be an issue for you because you're probably more than likely, I mean, you're applying that shit no matter what. Yeah, we got to get out of the barns. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So do you think that you have more compaction issues than your neighbors because you apply so much crap? Uh, I don't know. 
it's hard to say, I guess, but the one thing we do have going for us up here in the tundra is we do get those deep frosts, you know, that take up that. That's, I was surprised you said it yeah. from the fall. Cause I was surprised to see it. The freeze thaw thing. So when we do these big cut down subcuts and retiling, if we do them in the fall, we don't see that much of a negative effect mm-hmm. come the next year if, as long as we separate the clay and the black dirt correctly and put it back on, right? But when yeah. we do those in the spring before planting, they hardly raise a crop there because we just compacted the hell out of it. Right, it just doesn't and it didn't have a go through that freeze thaw cycle exactly. to, to break it up. Tanner, you you guys are not applying it yourselves, right? You yeah, we are. Oh, you are. Yeah. So there's another thing, like you control when right. you go on those fields. Yeah. You're not really at the mercy of somebody else's schedule. Yeah. Other than you know, the, eventually the pit's gonna fill up and you got to get to the next barn, to the next barn, to the next. Right. One. But, exactly. And it's another biosecurity issue there. You know, we kind of got to start at the top and work our way down. You know, we got to get up to our, we call it a nucleus, so that's where we're, we're producing our own gilts for replacement. So, okay, we got to go back to the beginning here. You need to explain to me what all the hogs are. I know nothing about hogs. What's, what's a gild? What's a sow? Okay. What's a... So a gilt is a unbred female. And then a sow... It's a heifer? Yeah, it's a heifer. So she just, she hasn't been bred yet. You will exactly. breed her. She's just not yet. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, oh, you'll raise... so even in a finishing barn, the females are called gilts because they haven't been yet. You'll raise some females without breeding them? Oh, yeah. So all of our market. market. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Okay. So, okay. So we got guilt. I got another question written down once you're done with this. What, what's next? <laughs> uh, a barrow is a, a male. It's a steer. It's a male that's been castrated. Uh, a boar. Sounds condolences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a Randy. Yes. No. And recently <laughs> a Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wore the sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible uh, dentist. All right, so we're at guilt, and we're at so you call that's a boar. Uh, barrow is barrow. the one that's been castrated. So that's uh, different than a boar yet. Yeah, a boar oh, still getting there. All right, barrow. Yeah, a so boar is still barrow intact. gets together with a guilt. If you could see this right now, Zach and Randy are taking notes like they're in high school. I am. It helps <laughs> me to write. Yep, barrow. All right, barrow. Next, and a boar is a, a male that's still intact. Still intact. Still got full male. Not, yes. not Zach. Right. Okay. Not uh, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a sow is a female that has given birth. Given Similar. birth, but not pregnant, or doesn't matter. Uh, not doesn't matter. Just, Just she has had she has had piggies. Correct. Okay. That's a cow. Mm, that's yes. That would be the bovine equivalent. Yes. Sure. And that's all of them. Uh, yeah. That that's it. That covers them. That's all it. right. That was pretty good. We should have started mm. there. <laughs> Back it up a bit. Also, biosecurity is talking about spreading germs from one barn to another. Some people don't know that. So that brings me into an. Uh, all right, I'm skipping over you. Ah, uh, damn it! Shower in, shower out. Yep. That that's done every barn. Not every barn. Uh, some of the finishing sites that we rent, you know, they were built in the early '90s, actually before. PERS, which is the biggest uh, You just Lysol in and out of those then? Yeah, basically Lysol, and then you go to the next like, barn. Like seriously, Lysol? Oh, yeah. I completely threw that We open. big, uh, big Lysol, guys. <laughs> so it's not just like Purell on the hands. Right. It's Yeah, we lose Lys- use Lysol in our boots, hands, So bone, we had influenza. Is that the white powder? You step in the thing? Yeah, so that's, uh, that's a different product, but it's the same thing. It's called Traffic Cop, so it kills all the viruses. It's a Lysol. Yeah, it's a, it's a right. It's a I know dry. that it's stuff an antibacterial. Works. We yeah. had in, we had influenza B in our house mm. around just before Christmas. We've had both of them. It's been a lot both of fun. boys and Tina had it, and I basically cornered him to the basement. You know, as they're hungry, I'd chuck him a cracker here and there. 
and then I'd get home, it would just be a wall of Lysol. I had two cans of Lysol. I'd just keep a wall of Lysol in front of me everywhere I went, Lysol everything I touched, and I never had it. Yeah. So there's something there you to go. it. You're, you'll be the one to get coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Not as long as I keep drinking curs. 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 So, okay. okay, so then you also shower in, shower out at some sites. Just yeah, sites. the majority of them, right? Yeah. Um, so, all of our south sites, I mean, it's mandatory. Even the south sites, there's a mandatory downtime from the other sites. You know, so, you, can't you try go, and keep the finishing pigs at the places that don't have the showers? Yeah, so all of our south sites, we have three different south sites that we operate out of, and uh, shower in, shower out is a mandatory. Everybody's got to do it. How many times a day do you shower? Uh, actually, so since I'm just in a sow unit, it's usually just twice, but a lot of the guys that are in finishing units, finishing sites, they'll go to you know four or five different barns, so I mean, they can be showering eight, ten times a day. Oh, my so, God. Do you, wear, do you wear any of your same clothes on one side of the barn than the other? Uh, so uh, when we shower in, so the shower is kind of the line of separation, we call it. So you walk in, uh, it's called a Danish entry. You take off your shoes, you step over a barrier, and uh, go into the shower room. You hang up your clothes, shower in, and then there's all new set of clothes on the other side. So and then when you so come back wearing... out, you put those original clothes back right. on. Yep. So you might the be old re- one goes in a washing machine that's yes. in the at the yeah. side. So you're the wearing yep. just anybody's underwear and yeah, it's kind of a. Yeah, locker could room be, style. You could have yes. Jamie's undies on. You don't really know. You don't label your underwear at the No, we don't. No, it's just kind of free That sounds like a, a biosecurity risk. <laughs> <laughs> We're not worried about you know, humans, I guess. So the, yeah. same, so the same the Todd that ate all the uh, fiber bars, he always claims because he's an electrician and he works in and out of the barns. So he'll talk like he'll forget a tool or a, a, a fitting, whatever. And have to shower back out to grab a part out of his to truck. Go get it. Oh my god! So he yeah. bet he does too. Because how'd you skip. like to be the guy that yeah. brings that to someone else's? Yeah, and so same with any tool that comes in. You know, it's got to get disinfected. Yeah, he you said know, it goes through a separate. Back to area, Lysol. But, yeah. but he always uh, he says he goes commando. He, he, he skips <laughs> the underwear part. Yeah. <laughs> I I've actually I think I've been in two barns that you have hogs in. Yeah. And I always have problems because I'm <laughs> here. Little bit larger than the average. Oh, I thought they don't carry your size. They don't carry. (laughs) They don't carry a lot of like the Hispanic dudes taking care of these hogs. (laughs) They have smaller feet than I do, so that's a real problem. So like, but the underwear are too big. The underwear are way too big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They just fall right off. (laughs) So when you guys, when you the YouTube video that made Zach, you guys showered at that spot. Uh. I want to say, if I remember right, I don't think we did have to shower in there. I don't think you did, because you had Onyx with. Yeah, and I don't think we did, but we did, like... And you probably rolled in not from another barn. Right, exactly. Yeah, not from another barn. Oh, right, And we did, like, like same as we did at at Sawatsky's place. I mean, it was boots off before you crossed the line, and... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. basically, that's kind of our protocol, too. I think when you came, you maybe showered in, but... Typically, if people come in, we're just doing like a tour or something, and we know they haven't been near hogs at a finishing site, we're not as worried about not it. Not too worried, yeah. 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 But at south sites, I mean, anybody that comes through there, they're, they're showering No matter in. what. No matter yeah. what. Strip. That's more yeah. of a valuable Yeah, because that's where it all starts. You know, if your sow unit gets one of these diseases, it, and it can Yeah, it can wipe out, you know, a lot of your production in a hurry. Then you got a bunch of barns that you're renting that they're you don't have any pigs empty. in. Yeah, but you're still paying rent. You still got the employees. Right, you know, and that's so. what you consider the nucleus, I assume. Yeah, so the nucleus, uh, it's it's our Dumont cell site, it's called. So that's where our uh, maternal 
this could be another note for you if you're, if you're interested. But Mud it's uh, <laughs> all of our maternal uh, lines the nursery. out there. Nice. No, no. So the nursery is the, oh, the baby she's piglets. So there's there's the it'd be like the maternity ward, I suppose, like where they're having their babies. And yeah, then so that's move. at all the south sites. Uh, so we have, like I said, three south sites, and so at each one, there's uh, you know sows that are giving birth every single day of the year. Okay, I have a question, and it's gonna come. It's Write it gonna down. Tie in with. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Write it down. You're gonna forget it. I don't think I will. Do you have more to say? Sorry, did I cut you off? You okay. kind of did. You did, but yes, but he's got more to say. And go, Tanner. <laughs> All right, so one of our cell units, it's called uh, uh, Nucleus, so it's really uh, far away from any other unit. Um, it's really well he protected. Said unit. Yeah, unit, cell, <laughs> our site, barn. But, uh, and so that's where we produce our own replacement gilts for the other cell sites. So that site will make um, the future replacement gills. How many? And then the other two south sites are just making terminal pigs, which will go to market, you know, to the hormones. So you call those terminal pigs? Terminal, yep. Fitting. Yep. Why don't you give them a nicer name? <laughs> like bacon seeds? Yes. <laughs> bacon, bacon seeds. <laughs> That's a way nicer name. He so has many, thought about this. That was fast. <laughs> yeah, that was. So how many bacon seeds does a gilt, does, do they do that right, gilt? Uh, so like an average litter will be... Uh, 14, 14 total pigs, yeah, oh my God. per litter. So at what age, you being the farmer, do you stop riding the hogs every time you get in a hog barn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oof, good question. It's an uh, easy easy route from yesterday. Well, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last week was, no, I don't know, seven years old, I suppose. Seven. I've been in, in and out of barns literally my whole life, you know, so I grew up going to the hog barn with my dad, you know, going to kindergarten every other day. Sometimes I go to daycare, but a lot of times I just go with him to the hog barn. And, okay. You know, so it just got to be a pretty, so just pretty normal thing. Hogs. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Yep. You but, rope them? You ever rope a hog? Uh, sometimes, like back in the day before, they're called uh, like boar carts now. They're basically robotic carts that so you have a boar in as a teaser boar to when you're breeding. Whoa, you, oh, you hold, need, on hold on a second. Yeah. You need to explain this a little more. <laughs> hold, hang it's on, a robot? Hang, I am YouTubing well, the a, crap out of that. This is like a sex doll, but for pigs? Is that what I'm Let me robotic, guess, the Japanese building? Robotic it's called the boar bot. Is the, boar? If you, if, oh, my if you're God. Robot. Google, it's worth a Google. And a we have our bot. title. <laughs> the boar bot. Oh, my, oh my word. Sex <laughs> getting excited down there. But yeah, so Borbot. I've got one music video. I don't want to know what. <laughs> no, yeah, thank you. You don't want to watch that. <laughs> okay. All right, so ex- explain. So Borbot is basically uh, a crate. So like a five by, you know, two enclosure or six by two enclosure. They put a boar in. So fully enclosed male. And it gets the ladies mature. all hot and exactly. heavy. Exactly. He's got some scent, you know, that he's throwing out there for the ladies. And it gets the ladies excited. And, uh,. So yeah, then you go down the line and you're breeding the breeding the sows or the gilts. Okay, so, so he's just a teaser. You so you're guys bre- inseminate. He's the fluffer. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. So how are you how are you breeding the hogs? So it's uh, AI, artificial insemination. It is all AI. Yeah. So yep. somebody each and every single one. Yep. Every do single. Do you one. hire a company to bring buy for semen purchase or do yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, we actually do purchase our semen. Yep. This is gonna roll so perfectly into my questions. Go for it, Zach. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna cut you off. All right, again, but go ahead. So we we've I've done a lot with dairy guys lately and girls. Uh, they talk a lot about sexing the semen because they're specifically going after females, right? To to milk them. Right. Sometimes males, but yeah, 
Yeah, but on a fairly rare occasion for specific female. reasons. Yeah. So, do you guys sex the semen at all? No, it's not zero. It's not a thing in the swine industry. Because you don't makes no difference. You don't care if a yeah. female versus. Well, a, so on our maternal lines, we would love that because typically the maternal barrows aren't as productive as the terminal barrows. Okay. How? Why? <laughs> so those maternal uh, lines are bred for uh, production. You know, like. For pumping out bacon seeds. Yeah, oh. for pumping out you know, okay. live they're, born, they're bred, birth weight. They're bred for Yeah, they're focusing babies. on those traits, you know, the, the live born, the okay. birth weight, the, you know, all those traits where the terminal side is just we want average day of the game, we want feed conversion. We you want know, bacon. We want bacon, we want it fast. So we all do. But you're, you're not, are you buying any specific semen for the lines, like when you talk about the, the barrels? You're buying terminal or... Yeah, are you buying semen that is made for a barrel versus for the bacon seed pumpers? Yeah, so we have... Uh, are those the same thing? I'm getting all mixed <laughs> up here. Bacon seed droppers. <laughs> are you buying specific semen or is it just hog semen? No, it's, it's specific, uh, both to the genetics and also whether it's maternal or terminal. So, you know, there's a lot of different breeds, you know, Duroc, Hampshire. Okay, you know, but it's not those. sexed at all. It's not sexed. No okay. sex semen in the swine. Are they? Are they? Do you wish working it was? on it or not? Yeah, it would care. be great if we could get sexed maternal semen. Then you know we'd want them all to be gilts, just because we want you know to replace all those gilts uh, as fast as we can. You know, dedicate those animals to the re- reproductive traits. Right. And those maternal barrows, you know, the boys that come out of those litters, they don't grow as fast as the terminal ones because the terminal ones are bred for the you know fast growth and the conversion and all those traits. And here. Mikey and I just thought you throw seeds in the ground as a farmer. <laughs> right. Yep. I need another beer, and then I have a couple questions. One. All right, put on the Jeopardy song. How many song. times do you breed a pig mm-hmm. in their yes. lifetime? Can start there. And then do you, after, like, when you, when you retire them, when you retire them from the sex trafficking life, <laughs> do you slaughter them or yes. for sale? So, um, like I said, it's our... Maternal site, so we produce those yep. piglets, and then at about 205 days is where we set the line of when they're mature, when they're old enough to be bred the first time. So they'll actually be bred, have a litter, and be weaned by the time they turn one. And the piglets will be weaned off of them by the time they turn one year old. So, so he said wean. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, was going to ask you, how long is a how long is a pig's life? Uh, so I got. Just a finishing pig, about 165 days on average. 165 days. So you're pumping two and a half, three hogs a year. Yeah, so 2.3 litters. Well, for the south side, 2.35 litters a year. So can you slow down? Not that he's ever numbers? done the math. Yeah. Yeah. So can you just slow down numbers? So you, you said you track and you know this time of year hog prices are up, this time of year is low. Do you ever only have... 50,000 hogs because when these things are done, market's going to be down? So there's typically a, a little dip in in production in the fall. Just as the days start getting shorter, it's just <laughs> it's not natural for them to be bred then. So they just have a harder time coming into heat. You know, okay. so typically Does light don't. drive sex and pigs? 
Yeah, so Barnes will actually have like dim, different dim lighting. Them. Yeah, exactly. dim them a little okay. bit. Yeah, not necessarily dark, but just no, actually you want them so when the robot comes rolling yeah. through. <laughs> so, so do you put on candles? So do you ever draw the short straw for who gets to be the the male whore walking in front of all the hogs? <laughs> all right, I'll push yeah. the robot today. So back to when you asked me if I used to uh, walk hogs or lasso them or rope them, whatever you said. So back in the day, we did. We literally Tie had, up a, had a leash. No, we had a leash. <laughs> we had we had a set of pink fuzzy handcuffs. <laughs> oh my god! No, we basically had a, it's tough a getting the leash. shit out of those fuzzy hands. You had to so. walk the whore, and you'd walk the boar the with the bee. <laughs> the whores are watching the boars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the male would be the whore in this instance. But, he's, guy but I guess he's yeah, like, he's really not. No, because yeah, not a lot gets, of action. He just gets to walk in front of him, shake his ass. He doesn't yeah. get any action. Right. He's so he got to go back to his pen balls. and just be like, just, "What the? <laughs> he's just railing day. <laughs> he's just railing his crate at the end of the part. There's <laughs> <laughs> so he much I want to say. The cruelty. Oh, God. That's bad. That's real bad. You ever nickname him Blue? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're my boy Blue. You're my boy Blue. Now you might. The blue boar bot. Okay, so do the baby pigs, do they get formula or do they get mama's milk? They get mama's milk. And you know what I get? Keystone. So, because I, in the dairy world, I've heard contradicting information now. Because some of them are using formula, some of them are using mom's milk, some of them are using mom's milk and adding formula to it. Well, they pretty much always get mom's milk the first couple feedings. Yeah, yeah colostrum is a huge. Yeah, the colostrum. Yeah. But I mean, that's like if, uh, from a from my own experience, colostrum lasts more than one feeding. Colostrum. It, well, I, if I remember right, it's been a number of years, but it used to be for the first like two days. Yeah, swine twenty four hours is kind of the, okay. Yeah. yeah, but I don't. But calves aren't getting well. They might be, I guess, because they would, said they're pulling it out of the freezer, so they're bottle feeding them. Maybe they're bottle feeding them colostrum for a couple of days. But so there's why, a bunch of dairy guys just yelling at the. Radio I know. Right well, now. I I messaged Craig. I messaged Greg right after you went to New York Dairy Girls because I was like, I have so because it doesn't make any sense to me. The NY Farm Girls. Yeah. Shout out to them. Because they're they're feeding milk. They're feeding milk. Is it, well, is it what did you call it, Randy? Milk. So originally, when milk? I asked about no, it, like, e. years ago, e. I was told that they feed formula because it's, it's more efficient, cost-effective is why they use formula. And then, but it's still, like, I'm just like, that just seems so weird to me because you have to buy the formula versus... The milk your cows are already producing. I'm sure it also depends on the prices of milk. I suppose well, it's, it's no different than the. Well, aren't aren't the they co- feeding cows milk? Formula. They, I think the New York Farm Girls. They feed. are, and so they do this now, was yeah. this is what okay. drew all the questions for me. So they're using the milk taxi, and they're yeah. they're using milk, but they pasteurize it, which blew my mind because. One of the huge benefits of a mother's natural milk is like the natural probiotics that are in it. They're, that's where all of the, that's where you get your immunity from. When you pasteurize it, you're killing that because that's good gut bacteria. You know, you hear probiotics and, and, and so, so then they're, they're adding, I, they also add formula to it, which I get that because if you have a preemie baby that's underweight, they will add formula to the milk to plump the baby up. 
But then I'm. Give it but, all the proteins. But it's so it's so con- like why are you pasteurizing? That just doesn't make any sense to me. We, and we don't have the answers, but. I apologize to all the dairy people listening. Right yeah, now. I want to know they for are sure. And at we're, the we're gonna cover it. We're gonna cover it for sure. Like yeah. I've already messaged Greg, and I'm like, I have a long list of questions because yeah. you would think they would be more uniform on their on their position on the topic, but it didn't really seem like they didn't were. Seem that way. Hmm. No. So did we get to the answer as far as where the the piglets get? They the, get mom's milk. He said they, they get, get mom's, mom's milk. milk. There's a yeah for how for long? How, uh, typically, they're. Uh, the uh, moms are lactating for about 21 days is average, and then they'll go to a nursery. So you'll the, keep them with mom for three weeks. Three weeks, yep. And then mom will get kicked out to the breeding barn, and then four to five days later, she'll be bred again. 115 days later, she'll pharaoh Lucky again. Gal. So yeah. when you when the babies are weaned, they go immediately to solid food? They're not given bottles in a different barn? Correct, yeah. They'll be going to uh, typically a pelleted uh, feed. How they come to the they, neighbors? Yeah, right down the road. Or so? No, they come off the mom about 12 pounds. Oh. 13 pounds. And then they're out of there at 55. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so they're there and then they're out of there at 55? Yep. So how long does that take? Uh, about six weeks. That's cool. And then so to a finisher barn. <clears throat> then to a finisher barn while they stay there. So there's essentially the three stages? Yeah. Piglet barn. Yeah. South site, nursery, yeah. junior finisher. high. Yeah. Yeah. Middle yep. school. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. On that topic now. Gestation crates and go. Mm. Yes. Uh, so after the uh, sow uh, has her babies weaned off her, she'll go into a gestation crate. And uh, like I said, she'll stay there four days, typically four to five days when they come into heat. And then, uh, like Randy mentioned before, a few years ago, we built that barn, which is pen gestation. Um, so we can still sell. We do get a premium as of right now, probably going away soon. But for that loose sow housing gestation, we do get on the back end, a little bonus for producing pigs with that, just because the demand is there right now. Be- because they're free to, range. Because they're pig. free range, they can walk, they can turn around, they can do all that stuff. Why? We're gonna have to explain that here. Becky's gonna. Yep. Why yeah. do you keep so? What as a farmer? What's the perk to keeping them in this crate? So in the crate, so actually, even through that loose out housing program, we still get the first. 28 days we can keep her in a crate just because it protects her and it protects the babies. So when she's bred at four days, five days after she weaned, uh, especially like after day seven after she was bred, she's really, I guess, uh, sensitive. Uh, you know, if she gets in a tussle her nip- with her a neighbor. Hurt. Well, not so much that, but if she gets in it's a tussle kind of a with a neighbor, scene. it's like there's a bunch of crabby maternal. Yeah, cra- there, you got four thousand seven hundred females in one building. Yeah, so, they're all like, pregnant. When our wives are yeah. at seven, eight months pregnant, right? It's a violent scene. It is. I got you. Yeah. So it's more of a mental thing. It's well, yeah, it's more just protecting that sow and protecting those imbalance. babies. Because if she was just tossed, you know, she was bred and tossed right into gestation with three hundred other sows, you know, sometimes, you know. Kind of a hierarchy tries to, you know, Lucy might bump into her, right? And then they miscarry, and, then, and, oh, and no, they lose did. her litter, and <laughs> okay. yeah, so they it's not good for her, and it's not good. Okay, gotcha. So. But then after they have the piglets, now you're protecting the piglets. Essentially, I mean, generally, I guess the one thing I always think is from mom laying on them. Yeah, which is going to kill them, right? And also, we can control the piglets' environment so much better. Um, so we have heat lamps. On both sides of the sow, so the keep pigs, those babies warm. The piglets can't get under mom. Oh yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. But typically, if they're viable, healthy piglets, they won't 
you know, get under there. You know, she when she gets stay. up to eat, right? When she gets up to eat, they might, you know, wander under there. And when she comes down, you know, it just might happen to so the, be bad timing. It still happens. It, so I'm it, not oh, sure yeah, if happens. I'm quite following. So the the pig, the the mom itself is in a is in a crate. In the fairing, yep. It's right a five by seven. Right after they inseminate her, she and goes the pigs, into a. The pigs are not with no. with mom. They can no, get away from her. No, I'm, so I'm talking before when the when the the little piglets are there yet. Yeah, so, so that would be after. Let's start from the top. Well, all right. Yeah, back so it up from the top. She's bred. Four days after she's bred, um, we can move her into the NEDAP Then you either move her at four days or you move her at twenty-eight days after she's been preg checked. So if you move her at like the seven to eleven day is when they say she's most susceptible because those eggs are setting in. Okay. So, you don't so if you move her before, she gets accustomed to the to the pen. You know, kind of any hierarchy that's going to happen, it gets, you know, yep. done before that critical time. And uh, 28 days, you're past that, you know, bag setting in, and, and it's safer then, too. And you can preg check her, make sure she's pregnant. Then we put her in gestation. And then, um, so that NEDAP system, automatically at 28 days, it'll kick her out for us to preg check her. It'll say, hey, she's been bred 28 days ago. You need to make sure she's pregnant. So we come in the morning, she's separated into the separation pen. It does that automatically? Automatically. Like it, and it, it senses her coming through and a gate will swing. And yeah, so with that responder we were talking about okay. earlier, uh, it's got a breed date attached to that. And it'll say, hey, she needs to be preg checked. So in the morning you get there, boom, preg checker. Yep, she's positive, back into the pen. If she's not pregnant, she'll go back to the breeding barn or she'll be cold. Okay, she's done. Like, she's done. Like, screw you. Yeah, if she's too old or maybe she came up lame or and she's been open three times. Track, like, okay, she hasn't done anything the past three times. Right, tried, yeah. So. Yep. Okay, so then she just gets a bacon stamp on her butt or something. Right, sausage, pepperoni, however <laughs> yeah, you want to see it. Brand it right on there. Yeah, but so. So anybody that thinks you just grab a bunch of animals in farming or you throw seeds in the ground, right. you really need to listen to some of the shit that <laughs> yep. the millennial farmer has put out there in the last month. They have a yeah. they have an automatic computer gate that can tell them and opens accordingly to send them to the right sort, place. Yeah. Sort yeah. I know, sort like, I'm not saying I know a lot about hog farming, but I know a little bit. And, like, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> and, and, and you're not talking about, you're not dealing with eight mama pigs here. Right. You're keeping track of a lot 12. of shit going on. No. And then another, you don't want to move them between 7 well, and 28 computer, days. The computer is the eye computer. Who eye runs thing. that damn computer? Uh, we have That's guys straight at the barn. I'm there every day, too, if there's any problems. <laughs> but it's a very simple program, really. Um, but another cool thing that that program will do is, uh, so she's bred four days later. We feel she's safe to move into the that you know 300 sow gestation pen. She'll go in there. And then each pen has a bore, another teaser bore. He's not in a bore bot. Don't get excited. Just a teaser bore. He's just in there. He's got his, his so little he's pen like in there. It's just so it's like it's a... No, no bore. He's just walking around <laughs> no swinging pole? his nuts back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know what? That's an accurate description. That's exactly what he's doing. Oh, my God. It's just Ron Jeremy, and they walk past him. <laughs> but so he's in there, and you know, he's doing his thing. He smells a little bit. And so if for whatever reason she did not get pregnant on you know our first ai attempt um uh, pig cycle is 21 days so 21 days after that she'll go into that stick her head into the boar's pen and if she stays there for so long like over 30 seconds it'll 
send a alert <laughs> to this computer program. It'll paint her red, and it'll, the next time she eats, it'll separate her. And so we come the next morning you know she's, and say, she's hey, open, she's in heat. We got to bring her back to oh. the breeding barn. Do it again. Because she's... She took a double take. So yeah, she did, like, it didn't stick. She, it didn't stick the first time. She's into this It didn't stick the first time. She wasn't pregnant. Dude. Just just one so, just one boar in there. What if she doesn't like? So one boar for each pen. Like a young <laughs> one and an older one. Maybe maybe she's, she's a cougar. Yeah, what if it's not her thing. Not her type. Try the old bull. Now she's under the young calf. So <laughs> let's see. How do I? This uh, what what did you call this guy? Uh, teaser boar. Teaser boar. Yeah. Jiggle. <laughs> Is he getting a lot of head? No, he's just there for looks and smells. <laughs> so she puts her head next to a, a hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. It's not a glory hole, Zach. <laughs> what is that? It's Porky's, right? The movie? Isn't it called Porky's where there's the hole in the bathroom stall? Oh, that, well, well that there's was, also certain websites that have this. <laughs> also, you Remember we talked about this that. a few days ago. Yes. There's a lot of categories out there that I don't oh click God. on often. Oh, God. Often. A few categories I click on frequently, but... No. Okay. So how long is she? How long is she pregnant for? Did we cover that? Yeah. Because her her so, cycle isn't that far off from a human. Twenty one days. Twenty one days. Twenty eight. Right. And so, like I said, so twenty eight days is when we preg check her because that's when you can really see um, that stuff going on. No, the, no, she's the, pregnant. Yeah, she. Yep. yep, exactly. She's carrying a litter. And then our next attention or um, separation would be a five-week pre-feral, we call it. So then we vaccinate the sow. In five weeks from that? Five day. weeks pre-feral, so five weeks before she pharaohs. Pharaoh means giving birth? Yes. So how long before pregnant to giving birth? How long pregnant, are pregnant to for? giving birth. Their gestation period is 115 days. 115 days, okay. Three months, three weeks, three days. Okay. Jeez, that's short. So then she, so, okay, so she has a pigs on her own. You just, you have her in a crate knowing she's going to have pigs. She has pigs. Yeah. So at day 112, so our 112th day of gestation, we put her in a farrowing crate. Okay. Just because, I mean, the average is 115 and it rarely, I mean, sometimes so it'll be that. 114, sometimes it'll be 116. So, the pigs, but, so when the pigs are born then, can they get away from mom at all? Uh, so they're typically in a five by seven and a half crate. So okay. they can't really get too far. Okay. So they're they're all in the same crate together. They're all in the same crate together. Like okay. I said before we it's for the piglets and the sows, you know, protection. The piglets we want to keep that environment warm for them, but we don't want the sow to be too warm. You know, the sow okay. she's a four hundred and fifty pound mama, you know, she's yep. Big girl. So the pigs, These piglets the, are only three pounds, so you they, know, so they, they need different cuddle, environments. They can cuddle up next to mom and warm up. Right, and they have a heat lamp above them to keep them warm. Okay. When, like in the summer, obviously that sow, I mean, she wants it at like 62 degrees. You know, that's where she's- She wants it that cold? Yeah, that's where she's comfortable. Like in her gestation barns, where just sow- That's we my got perfect like 60, sleeping temperature. Yeah, exactly. Degrees. That's where they like it too. Yeah. No. But <laughs> the piglets, they want it to be, you know, like- 90, 95, you so know, you so have, they're more comfortable So you have heat lamps, that. like, next to her then that the piglets yeah, can get to then? exactly. Okay, yep, gotcha. next to her. Don't want it on her because she's So a lot of times overwarmed. they'll cuddle over in a corner where the heat right. lamp is. Yeah, they, not, they're on a mat, you know, so that pit, you know, like cold okay. pit air below them, especially oh, like in sure. the fall and the winter. Yep. And we got these eight-foot eight foot pits that we empty in October, November. Uh, we drop those, and then we have this cold winter air, you know, all Gets below them. Yep. Exactly. So their floor is cold. Yep. Yep, okay. So they stay in the farrowing crate until they're weaned? Yes. Or is there an, okay. Yep. Then they're weaned, 21 days, nursery, six weeks, finish at 285 pounds. Okay. 
So I think we got through all the cycles. Yeah. So many there. pig questions. I know it. Mm. I need so to tour some more hog farms. When you get when you get mad, do you ever yell like pig shit instead of horse shit? <laughs> you know I haven't. No, no. <laughs> just, just <laughs> curious. Scratch pig. <laughs> you got that one off your list. <laughs> my um, list is getting pretty short here. I got two things on my list because I can cross off gestation crates. Let's see. We haven't mentioned that this podcast is sponsored by FBN. Cross that off the list. Now I'm down to one. Matthew Swenson from Iowa says this is his first year of growing F2F glyphosate. Say it. Glyphosate. There we go. Tolerant nice. soybeans, and they honestly look better than any other beans we've ever planted. I have high hopes for them. Walker Ryans from Wisconsin says, Everyone thought I was crazy for planting conventional corn, but after crunching the numbers compared to what I grew last year, I ended up saving about $70,000. John Driscoll Whoa. from Nebraska says, F2F genetic seeds was probably the most economical seed that we bought this year. If you can produce the same yield and pay less for the seed, that's a no-brainer. You're on the website, huh? Yeah. You read? Sound, oh, you read that? I didn't realize. Oh, yeah, I had no idea you were reading. <laughs> I just thought that, that you would talk to these guys. Yeah, they're my friends. Huh. Well, I will say that I did learn uh, down, where were we? Commodity Classic. I did learn that uh, by the data reported from the farmers themselves, that 72% of the time, the FBN seed showed a better return on investment than the tr- than non-conventional corn. This is in corn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So doing their control or their, what they're normally doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And 72% of the time, it works every time. Bingo. That's yes. exactly right. And that's data, folks. And that <laughs> is data. 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 We could get da- Matt Meisner from FBN in here to talk about that. Data, if you're French. Data. Yeah. <laughs> that was Nick, Welter, Nick Welker's contribution. Because even, <laughs> even the data guy couldn't answer the critical question, is it data or is it data? He, he didn't know what to say? He didn't know. Tomato, tomato. We decided that we would just call it data. That day, and everybody was on the same page. Gotcha. That's Just like, called a day. Is it GIF or is it GIF? GIF. GIF I think is it's peanut GIF. butter. It's GIF. Yeah, I would agree. Sure. I would, that's G- a, yeah. that's yeah. For I, sure. I don't have any disagreements there. <laughs> yeah. So are you an FBN member? I'm not. <gasps> <laughs> well, you do know that if you wanted to be, you could save yourself a hundred dollars by. I just mentioning haven't heard any good testaments farmer. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we get well, him signed up tonight? You're not watching enough YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, every single FBN member, if you meet me in person, you receive a free high five. Mm. Oh, nobody, that, that nobody. shut down the conversation. <laughs> well, with the coronavirus and all, yeah, nobody exactly. wants that. Mm. Elbow bumps is what we go for now. We go for elbow bumps. <laughs> yes. All I, right. On the seed subject, I will say, honest to God, we planted two different, two different hybrids of their corn last year and one variety of beans. The beans did really well especially considering the conditions. Not that we didn't have other beans do well, but they did well. Uh, and we had two different hybrids of corn because they only had two in our maturity range. One of them was 102-day, which is really late for us. And I think it's a late 102-day. And Just it got planted tone. late, and it had a cold summer. It, 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 it was healthy corn, but it froze green. It was a bad deal for it. Not bad a fair deal. comparison. Okay. The other stuff was a 92-day that actually did... I, I was honest to God, really impressed with. Have you have you broke it down to your actual? No. No. ROI. But when you break it down, when you break down, it was. So we planted it. We split it with some really good 
a good hybrid from a popular company that we have planted a lot of. And it was less bushels, but it was drier and the test weight was better. And when you added that up, it was only about three bushels difference. And then you paid. So now I'm doing, <clears throat> and then we paid uh, close to, on a per unit cost, close to double for the other stuff. Close to double. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that would have saved you. It would have been better then, yeah, <clears throat> in that case. Yeah, which is we did order like twenty bushels probably. If it was uh, half price, let's see, because it's a hundred and was it one hundred and fifteen? Yeah, it'd be about thirty, five, not twenty bushels. It'd be, it'd be ten to twelve bushels. Better, I'm just thinking cost in my head right now. Okay, yep. So yeah, because it was a hundred bucks. Even even if you round down, say it's eight to ten. Yeah, that would have been twenty five bushels. I don't know where the <laughs> four came from. Well, carry it. You carry. You always carry the. Where flour. in God's name are you going to get four dollar corn around Last here? Last year, crop insurance was set at four dollar corn. All of my PP acres was four dollars. That's crop insurance corn, man. There's no basis. Right. Still four dollars. I don't market based off crop insurance. <laughs> That's all I had to market from last year. I hope that I have crop to sell. <laughs> yes. Uh, so my grandpa, he raised hogs in the '70s, and he always said. Uh, he hated the saying, sweating like a pig, because pigs don't sweat. Mm-hmm. Go. True, true. Pigs do not have sweat glands. So a lot of our barns are uh, controlled. They, you know, We try to help them out, stay cool during the summer with sprinklers. So basically just you know, like when a fire goes off in a building, you know, a sprinkler will go off. It's very similar. Uh, it'll go for like 10 minutes, and it'll shut off, and then you know, the fans or the curtains, whatever, Will be uh, going. Do the kids get ex- cool do the do the pigs get excited when it rains? Do they get like crazy? <laughs> like, oh. uh, typically when it's do that like hot and the sprinklers are coming on, they're not doing a lot. You know, they're they're hot. They're but you like for... it when they do get wound up, right? Yeah, like when you walk through the barn active. and they run yeah, around. Yeah, they run around. They're happy. Yeah. They're you know, yeah, for sure. You want to see them active, right? So you yep. you have to control your barn temperatures. Or yeah, they, they'll overheat really right. easy. Exactly, they'll overheat, <clears throat> overheat, and then when they're um, hot, you know, they don't eat as much, which means they're not growing as much. So that's why prices are typically better in the summer, is because the hogs are just growing slower. You know, it's they're a, hot. They're gotcha. hot. Yeah. So then, if uh, if you have fans go down, electricity go off. Yeah. You get a phone call from your barns. Yeah, we have an alarm system hooked up to every single one of our barns. Actually, every like room of who, every barn. <laughs> who gets that phone call? Uh, my dad, myself. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So how, just how many, down the chain. How many barns did you say you had? 20. How often do you get a phone call from a barn? Uh, like on a normal night, or, you know, we can go a week or 10 days with nothing, but then you get those either extreme hot days in the summer or these really windy, cold days, and then, I mean, you're the going to be ringing nonstop. You're calling people. Do, do you have yeah. generators? Yeah, we got generators. They automatically so. fire up if we have a That's the storm. plan. Yep. That's the plan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so how often do you have to get up at 2 a.m. and drive 40 miles away to uh, So with this something? winter, honestly, has been pretty dang good. I think we've Don't only... You said that. Yeah, right. Yeah, good luck. We've only had, like, one time where I had to go out, do something. Do but something. last one winter... One time? Yeah, last this winter... whole winter in 20 facilities? Yeah. Last winter, it was, like, you know... Once a week, because uh, you get a barn alarm because it just snowed we, 14 inches and the wind was blowing 50 miles yeah. an hour and blew the curtain literally right off the barn. So now you're trying to put a new curtain on in that in, in, the, those, in those conditions. conditions. Yeah. So you're literally wearing, you know, ski goggles and I mean the whole works and just summertime worse with the heat. Uh, yeah. 
I, I think the winter's worse because with the summertime and the heat, there's only so much you can do. You know, I mean, you can, you know, make sure all, every the fan is don't working. don't have air conditioning. Right, like, they're they not air conditioned. Fans. hire helicopters to fly. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> but with the winter, I mean, a lot of these barns are curtain-sided, so you got to make sure, you know, they're sealed tight. There's not any of that outside air getting, you know, pulled in and... Like when we get these big blizzards, we get all the snow. That literally will just pull those curtains down. Okay. How much cold can they take? Um, so like when they go into a nursery, our nurseries are set at 80 degrees, you know, year round. So even in the winter when it's below zero. So you're working in there at 80 degrees all the time? Yeah. Oh, good lord. Oh, that'd be sounds that'd amazing. Be the worst part. Tropical. <laughs> That's where Becky needs to go work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like the farrowing um, shitty deal. Farrowing rooms are set like. 76 degrees. Okay. So when the sows are farrowing, set at 76, and then you just kind of take it down from there. As the piglets are getting bigger, you kind of lower the temperature, you know, so the sow feels more comfortable and the piglets can handle that because they still have yeah. their heat lamp and stuff creating their warm environment. But uh, like for a finishing hog, by the end, you know, they're at 61, 62 degrees, you know, when they're 285 pounds. So. Okay. All right. That was a heck of a lightning round. That was good. Perfect. Yep. You you failed at the lightning round a little bit there. Well, I let you keep rolling. They were good questions, and I wanted to know the answers. We learned a lot about pigs today. We did. We did. Before we end today's podcast, um, if you have a farm or a uh, farm business, I don't know what you call it, and you would like to be featured on either the YouTube channel or the podcast, if you have uh, you know some hot-button issues within your field of work that you would like to address or maybe come have a couple beers with us and talk about, uh, please send us an email to share your story at <laughs> mnmillennialfarmer.com. Yeah, that's it. mnmillennialfarmer.com. Share your story. You can also find that information on our website. And if you'd like to follow any of us on Instagram, we're there. Master uh, Tanner's, Pipe Layer. Tanner's not. Mrs. I'm not. Millennial Farmer. Sorry. Are you on Twitter? Well, just I'm buy. on Twitter. What, what's Twitter? Snapchat. Uh, oh, pretty yeah. sure it's just my name. Tanner, Tanner Roloff. This is our. This is, this is the first Instagram post right here. Well, wow. cheers. I, second. Oh yeah. Randy the, had the first. The, I shared the, it. the off the I'll husk. Off the husk also has its own Instagram page now. Until next time. Bye bye. He called the shit poop. <laughs> <laughs>